Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Until a couple of years ago, the thing that frightened me more than anything else, even more than my childhood terror of bats making a nest in my hair, was standing up before a group of benign people and opening my mouth. My fear of public speaking was as irrational as it was extreme. So much so that I spent the first two decades of my working life going to great lengths to ensure I never had to do it. Then, around my 40th birthday, I decided this was not only career-limiting but also pathetic and so started to force myself to accept invitations. The night before my first big speech, I was so nervous I failed to sleep at all and in the morning put on bright pink shoes in the fond hope that the jauntiness of my feet would trick the audience into thinking their owner felt the same way. Fifteen years on, I've dispensed with the pink shoes and speak with almost no fear. My body obligingly generates just about enough adrenaline so that I focus on what I'm meant to be doing, but that's about it. My history and my sympathy for the millions similarly afflicted means I get cross every time I see dud advice. The Harvard Business Review recently published a piece on the subject in which it suggested the trick is to leverage our physical bodies to be more present. I have no idea what leveraging your body involves, but it doesn't sound comfortable. In any case, being present before a speech is a bad idea. What you want to do is to absent yourself as much as possible in the hope of calming down a bit. Even more laughable is the tip that you get a good night's sleep beforehand. Quite how one is supposed to do this when the whole point about nerves is that they're incompatible with sleep is not made clear. The more interesting question is which is worse, to zonk yourself with sleeping pills and be groggy in the morning, or to be sleepless and jangly with exhaustion? Over the years, I've found an answer to this question and have developed a five-step approach to mastering the panic of presentations. First, on the question of substances, I've found the problem with sleeping pills is that they not only remove nerves, but also remove all feeling altogether. Being shattered beats being a zombie. Beta blockers, in extremis, work better for calming nerves. So does a small amount of alcohol. For a morning speech, a nip from a hip flask may not be quite the thing, but for evening speeches, one or two glasses of wine take the edge off. The next tip is to offset the fear of speaking with a larger, more rational one. Once, when cycling to the place where I was due to speak, I narrowly avoided being squashed by a cement mixer. The reminder that I felt no fear at the very real risk of death and every fear at the risk of giving a slightly lame talk shamed me into being less afraid. My third tip is to remind yourself how god-awful most business people are at speaking. The usual advice, ensure your speech goes before other people's, only works if the others are unusually good. 
Otherwise, it's better to go later and calm yourself beforehand by watching their substandard performances and noting the audience's boredom. The bar is low. You can easily clear it. The fourth piece of advice ought not to need saying. Always arrive unfeasibly early. Reduce to zero the risk that speech nerves are compounded by lateness ones. Finally, practice in front of the world's most unforgiving audience, a yawning teenager who never laughs at any of the jokes and keeps asking, how much more of this is there? Bad rehearsal, good performance. In the long term, there are two things that work better than these five tips put together. The first is experience. The more talks you give, the less nervous you get, partly because you improve, but mainly because you work out that the world doesn't end if things do not go quite to plan. Better still is getting old. One of the beauties of being over 50 is that you go post-fear, at least at work. I'm still frightened by what's happening in the world. I'm still frightened for my children, but I'm no longer frightened about myself. As for standing up in front of a friendly audience and talking on something I know about, I can hardly remember why it once seemed so scary. The latest episode of The Next Five podcast is all about AI and the business travel sector. I speak to Tim LaBelle, head of product for SAP Concur Spend Solutions. We'll have so much data that our travel will be safer. Shelley Fletcher-Bryant, VP of Advito. AI can certainly contribute to more eco-friendly travel practices. And author and public speaker, Theo Lau. AI can help us predict when it will be a peak travel, more delays, cancelled flights. Listen to the full episode of The Next Five wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy.